0: Do you feel as if your nervous system is on a roller coaster? Like your energy levels are constantly going through peaks and valleys without any apparent cause? Then you might be suffering from adrenaline dysautonomia, a little known or recognized disorder that's related to the balance or imbalance of the adrenaline and norepinephrine in your body. This is the Dr. Lam Show, uh, where we're here to empower you to take control of your health. I'm Dr. Jeremy Lam, and I'm an expert in chronic uh, illnesses and diseases.
1: And I'm Dr. Carrie Lam, board certified in family medicine and anti-aging and regenerative medicine. We both have an intense interest and focus on holistic medicine, combining both conventional and alternative strategies to achieve better health. So if you enjoy this Dr. Lamb show, please like it, share it, subscribe for notifications on both where you find your podcasts and on YouTube. Now today, we're going to be talking about your adrenaline levels, adrenaline also known as epinephrine and how they can affect your energy and your health overall. So Dr. Jeremy, what is adrenaline and its role in your body and what happens when it surges out of control?
0: Well, you know, adrenaline is part of our fight or flight response, which the adrenals respond to when there's severe stress. And so when a stressor is recognized, the HPA or the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis is set into motion. And at the end of this stream of hormones, the adrenals response is to release cortisol, right, to fight the effects of stress and the adrenal medullary hormonal system may be activated if stress is very severe. And the adrenal medulla is then instructed to put out adrenaline or epinephrine to give your body an extra boost of energy as part of the fight or flight response. Now, once the stress is reduced, then the opposite system is activated. And, you know, the HPA as well as the AHS uh, axis and systems are both returned back to normal function. And this is the rest and digest response, which is regulated by the parasympathetic nervous system. And with this system, the body relaxes and any leftover adrenaline is metabolized and the body recovers from stress. Now, Dr. Carey, why don't you tell us about what happens when we have chronic stress in our environment and in our body?
1: When your adrenal glands undergo continuous bombardment from stressors and chronic stress, the adrenals will eventually lose the capacity to secrete enough of these hormones if it keeps doing it long enough. With stress continues, as it so often does in our world and its demand for success, the autonomic autonomic system remains activated. And therefore the body sometimes is unable to modulate the parasympathetic nervous system to recover from these effects of chronic stress. And this can then mark adrenal exhaustion, which is an advanced stage of adrenal fatigue syndrome. This point, your body is in a disarray with so little resources and adrenal response capacity available. And so it continues to secrete epinephrine or adrenaline, and, it, and then your brain is also secreting norepinephrine, which is a neurotransmitter that acts locally affecting organs like your brain to keep you more alert. And also norepinephrine can also travel to your heart and cause your heart to beat stronger. So therefore, people can say that they feel this heart pounding that's more than normal. Both of these epinephrine and norepinephrine are gearing your body up to flee from threats. And epinephrine is actually much stronger than norepinephrine and epinephrine is actually given in CPR. When someone's heart stops, uh, they give both chest compressions and also epinephrine to kind of get all the circulation going into the heart to restart the heart, right? So it's a very strong um, hormone that can come out of your adrenals. But it is important that to know that this chronic stress response is not what your body needs every day some of it can be required for daily living. But if you have it chronically, then that balance of the epinephrine, norepinephrine and the cortisol is not uh, balanced good enough for you to feel good. Cortisol actually is put out by your adrenals also in order to battle this high levels of epinephrine and norepinephrine as it is anti-inflammatory, it's your body's natural steroid. However, really adrenaline has no opposing hormones to be able to fully neutralize it, and it just has to burn out over time. Um, this can eventually lead down to a, a downward cascade of instability and end in collapse.
0: As you can tell, epinephrine is an essential hormone, but when there's too much of it, then the results can be catastrophic. Uh, These types of problems are usually ignored or not well understood by conventional medicine. That's why it's important that you seek out knowledge and help if you believe that your adrenaline or epinephrine levels are abnormal. And At LAM Clinic, we have uh, extensive experience at dealing with adrenaline surges caused by stress and adrenal malfunction. So if you're struggling, call our office at 714-709-8000 for a free initial phone call with our staff uh, to learn about how we can help. So now that we've talked about uh, adrenaline imbalances generally, let's take a look at what happens when these imbalances become severe. And one of these symptoms uh, are dysautonomia, a genuine nervous system disorder that involves the surge of adrenaline that uh, happens when you have variety of triggers. And so these surges uh, or sudden dumping of adrenaline or epinephrine into the body can happen at any time. Oftentimes it does happen at night and triggers of these can be anything that, that kind of sends a thrill throughout your body such as loud music, getting frightened, or even having a dream in which you're very active but triggers don't always play a part in the onset of adrenaline dysautonomia.
1: Dysautonomia usually refers to a number of conditions that involves dysregulation of the involuntary nervous system, which can involve the cardionomic and hormonal circuits of our neuroendometabolic stress response, which is the global system that your body uses to deal with stress. As part of the cardionomic circuit of the neuroendometabolic Stress response, the autonomic nervous system, or ANS, contains the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. And the sympathetic is there to help speed up the response to the stress, and the parasympathetic helps you calm down. They're supposed to be in balance. However, in adrenaline dysautonomia, you have too much sympathetic nervous system response and an underactive parasympathetic nervous system. And so, therefore, You have a very dominant sympathetic um, that could be due to your stress response day in and day out, keeping you in the fight or flight flood of adrenaline throughout your body. In this revved up state, you can have a lot of symptoms of heart palpitations, heart pounding, feeling jittery, feeling wired, having difficulty sleeping. Some of the other symptoms include dizziness, fainting, vertigo, feeling a blood pressure being low, especially if you stand up too quickly. Um, Your heart rate might be irregular, or uh, you might have some arrhythmias, and then you start getting these GI symptoms, whether it's diarrhea, and uh, upset stomach, or anxiousness, tremors, headaches, and poor appetite.
0: Now, oftentimes, this autonomia can be from a number of causes, uh, many of them linked to other health conditions. Uh, Oftentimes, it can also come from injury or excessive stressful conditions, and so some of these conditions are celiacs, rheumatoid arthritis, arthritis, Parkinson's, diabetes, MS, uh, having severe stress or trauma. Uh, Some other events or circumstances that may bring on this kind of trauma include loss of a caregiver or child abuse, living in a war zone or experiencing violence, And so any or or all of these events, you know, can lead to high risk of developing adrenaline dysautonomia. And so one of the biggest problems with adrenaline dysautonomia is the fact that it's so difficult to identify. And for help with that, uh, talk to our staff at 714-709-8000, as we've seen a lot when it comes to problems that can occur with hormone imbalance and also adrenaline dysautonomia. But understanding what's happening in your body is only the first step. You also need to know what you can do about it. You do have choices here, and there are things that you can do to help calm your body down and start reducing the adrenal overload. In fact, you have a lot of power to affect these issues, uh, both by addressing the symptoms directly, and as well as viewing them from the adrenal fatigue standpoint and helping yourself with adrenal recovery.
1: When your body has an automatic response called the Reactive Symbetho Adrenal Response, or RSR for short, it can really trigger those symptoms that we talked about, especially the fast heart rate, the wiredness, and the tiredness. Especially in phase three of adrenal fatigue, when your RSR is happening, your body becomes sensitized to nearly any stimulus that could become a stressor. Normally, you would have been able to shrug it off, but now even a simple walk can can set you off, even opening the fridge door can set you off, or even someone startling you very minorly can cause your heart to pound like crazy and bring on the flood of symptoms. And these flood of symptoms can be triggered sometimes even now with eating meals like even a carbohydrate meal or having a heated argument or watching an action movie and having temperature regulation issues. With this activation the body's usual precise balance is compromised and can lead to wild swings in metabolic and hormone systems, causing crashes, causing you to be hungry very often, causing you to be moody and irritable. And so the time of recovery from this kind of crash can become longer and longer if you are if you continue to let your adrenals get weaker. So how do we deal with the adrenals? It's always very important to seek out a healthcare professional first who has training and skills necessary to help make an adequate assessment if this is truly what you're dealing with you want to rule out any hard structural issues or any uh, irregularities first and so that's why it's very important to uh, make sure you follow what your healthcare provider says first and foremost Um, if you do go see a doctor you know they might recommend medications like beta blockers to control heart rate. And though this can be beneficial in the short term, long term, it's not really getting down to the root cause. So just be advised that you should um, be cautioned on just starting medications that are band-aids for symptoms and not really truly getting to the root cause. So Dr. Jeremy, what is the first step in trying to get down to the root cause of this RSR or this reactive sympathoadrenal
0: response? Well, the first step is to reduce stress. Stress is the overriding factor in AFS. And so the adrenal response is going to be ongoing as long as you are uh, having over and chronic amount of stress. Any kind of stress can bring on the symptoms that we mentioned before. And so if the stress of your, if the source of your stress can be identified, then do what is necessary to reduce it. You know, if you're not able to really find out what is causing the stress in your life, then make sure you take steps to relax and to help, uh, you know, uh, decrease the, any amount of inflammation that be going on. Clearly, you can't keep all stressors out of your life, but making the changes necessary to remove as many as possible is important. One change you can make today is to put as much positivity in your life as you can. So positive thoughts, positive things, and positive people can all reduce some of the negative factors that exacerbate stress.
1: Yeah, I like to recommend for my clients and patients sometimes to just write a gratefulness journal. As studies have shown that when you're grateful, you actually can increase your happiness and reduce your stress. And Part of reducing stress is also being able to breathe and that changes the way you are um, affecting the vagal nerve, especially at your diaphragm if you're doing some abdominal breathing. The adrenal breathing is very important in reducing your sympathetic response and helping that parasympathetic response. So That would be the number one thing to reduce
2: stress.
0: The second one is to make changes in your diet. So foods you eat can make a difference, not only in your physical body, but also in your emotions. So eliminate foods that lead to inflammation and toxins in the body. Research is implicating that inflammation is more and more of the physical issues that people are experiencing. Most people aren't aware of the toxins they bring into their bodies through food they eat and the environment in which they live and work. So in both AFS and RSR, liver function may also be compromised. And the liver is one of your main detox organs of your body. So making sure you have a working detox pathways and your body's not congested, is also very important in helping uh, AFS as well as this autonomia.
1: One major toxin that you should be trying to cut out is caffeine. Cutting down on coffee, tea, chocolate can lower the amount of caffeine. your system because caffeine can make it harder for you to sleep it can ramp up your sympathetic response and it can also cause you to have difficulty sleeping at night which sleep is very necessary for recovering from stress and so you don't want to artificially stimulate your adrenals by taking caffeine or any uh, energy drinks or anything like stimulating sugars are also um, Toxins to your body, especially processed sugars like high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners are especially toxic. These substances can actually produce an adrenal response by increasing inflammation in your body, leading to worsening of type two diabetes, high cholesterol, gaining weight. And so staying away from processed sugars is very, very important also to reducing inflammation. And another thing to avoid would be microwaving and processing foods, um, as sometimes you can be producing much more carcinogens when you do that. And having a lot of preservatives or foods that are not whole foods can also cause issues to your gut and cause more inflammation as you are trying to digest uh, good nutrients and absorb them. So staying away from processed foods is one of the most important things, too, that you can do in your diet.
0: You can also add supplements uh, that can make a difference. You know, supplements and herbs such as holy basil, magnesium, vitamin B12, B5, vitamin D, uh, vitamin C, ashwagandha, zinc, and fish oil. These are all beneficial and are uh, help with your nutrition. Unfortunately, they can also be too stimulating when your body is already in a state of overdrive. You may need to be especially careful with herbs and adaptogens such as ashwagandha, rhodiola. Symptoms can worsen in some cases, and if you get these substances from food, that is the best source. If not, then they can be taken as supplements.
1: Yeah, I have had patients who just complain that even vitamin Bs start to make them feel ramped up. If you start to feel like a B12 supplement or a B complex or even vitamin C causes some of these heart rate issues, that really points to a reactive sympathetic response that you need to calm your system down and you need to find the right support um, in order to know what could be causing this. So, if you have any questions, definitely call our office at 714 709 8000. You're probably at a point where it's too stimulating. Any little thing can really set you off. So, self navigation can be very uh, dangerous if you continue to just take supplements blindly and not know what they're for, and they could backfire in your system. So, we're here to help you if you ever have any questions about that. <laughs>
0: So that's all we have today on the Dr. Lam show. Thank you for listening. And we hope that you found this show useful. You know, you deserve to live a healthy life, one without troubling and frightening symptoms. So subscribe to our uh, channel and uh, press like if you really enjoyed this show. So then we can continue to bring you valuable content on adrenal fatigue, as well as holistic and integrative health. Goodbye for now, and remember that we're always here to empower you to take control of your health.
2: This podcast has been produced and broadcast solely for informational and educational purposes by Lam Clinic. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The products and supplements discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your own doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and Lamb Clinic does not endorse or accept responsibility for any of the statements and views made by guests. The views and opinions of guests in the podcast are their own and do not reflect those of Lamb Clinic. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on the podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in the products or services referred to herein. Podcast listeners should always seek the advice of their physicians or other qualified health providers with any questions they may have regarding their own medical conditions. Podcast listeners must always continue to follow the advice of their personal physicians for all of their medical needs.